Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the Star Bros Podcast. We are coming to you right after the holidays. We hope you all had a wonderful holiday yourself. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about some of ours a little bit more later. But thank you for joining us as always. I am joined, as always, by my bro host, Jan Solo. And I'm joined by my bro host, who? You bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> my bro host, Ben Skywalker. The holidays have not been nice to either of us, have they? <laughs> um, but uh, I think we'll be okay. We'll, we'll be fine. We'll soldier on. Um, we had some good holidays, I'd say. We, sure. we were kind of texting back and forth. I know that you you uh, have been busy and have a lot going on, but yeah. how were yours? How how uh, festive were they? Very festive. Um, so we we stayed home for Christmas and had a very quiet Christmas, and but it was a happy one and it was a very relaxing one. And I think good. we needed a little bit of recharge time, like a lot of people do around yes. this time. So we got some of that, which was nice. Very um, good. I, I have a couple of Star Wars gifts that I have to show you at some point. And one of them I told you about, but you've seen before. I, I got one of those Squatch Star Wars soap sets. Yes. I actually, I, I want to smell them. With, <laughs> yeah, right, absolutely. Um, with four different soaps, um, there's Ray, Okay. Luke, but it's the last Jedi Luke. Oh, interesting choice. Um, Wait, is it like a different color? Like what, how do they make it last Jedi? Each well, it's it, it, there's a uh, picture of his face on it. Oh, and, oh, okay. So and it's it is that arrow of Luke. Okay, got it. Following, I'm with you. And then Palpatine and Kylo Ren. <laughs> Those are the soaps. I'd be really nervous about using that Palpatine one. Like, do you turn into a Sith? Do you get influenced by the I, dark side? I, we're about to find out. <laughs> um, I'll see what version I get of you. Yes, but they they all kind of they they all smell similar. The main difference is how gritty the soap is. Oh, okay. So Ray. No grit, Palpatine okay. high grit. So that's the scale. Yeah. Uh, where's Luke on that? Intermediate grit. <laughs> <laughs> Closer to Ray or Palpatine? <laughs> I, I don't think that's the term. But I, yeah, I was thinking. I was like, well, why wouldn't why wouldn't Ray be as gritty, or at least fifty percent as gritty as Palpatine? Right? <laughs> All this is making me think of is uh, gritty from uh, Flyers. Now, sorry. That's where my uh, the other half of my no, brain goes. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. Um, but how about you? Nice Christmas? Yeah. Well, you mentioned you forgot one of your presents. Yes. Um, so I'll, I'll tweet a picture of it. But yes, one of the uh, one of my main gifts was my wife had a car, like a cartoon portrait made of me mm-hmm. as Han Solo or Jan Solo <laughs> in Bright Tree Village where the Ewoks live. With um, because you love Ewoks, I do love Ewoks. Yes, you, you helped do. out with this. You, I you, did. You, you were a consultant. I were an expert consultant. My wife Jess and I were probably texting for about an hour, yep. trying to figure out what this should look like. And and like you want to get it right. I want. At first, I was thinking Han Solo. I put you in front of like the Millennium Falcon in the bay and stuff. Yeah. But then I went, wait a minute, wait a minute. And I thought of like the scene specifically from uh, Return of the Jedi, and yeah. like that's that feels more like your milieu. Wow. How's that for a French word? I of the day? love it. That's a good <laughs> SAT word, too. Yeah, um, it is. That's what I go for. But yeah, so it's me. Um, got my blaster out, dressed as Han Solo in Bright Tree Village with um, two two of our cats. Um, <laughs> Chewbucky. If, if anybody listened early on in like year one, you might have heard Chewbucky howling in the background. And so he's got his little like, you know, Chewbacca's got that bandolier thing going across uh-huh. his chest. Um, and then my current cat, Wrigley, is dressed as Wicket the Walk. So I like it. Can't, can't beat that. Um, uh, I, yes, I I chose both of those. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, but that was so cool. Jess had a great idea to get that for you and sent it over, and it just got all my all my juices flowing to like think of like what would be the best 
like you nailed it, dude. You know, it's perfect. Way to portray you in Star and, Wars. And I've put it right under the TV. So as I sit and I, <laughs> I look at the TV in the living room, I can sort of look down at um, this beautiful portrait. Yes, it's so cool. That Super was a cool. good one. Love it. Um, I actually didn't get that many Star Wars gifts this really? time around. I got a little a little Lego set. Um, cool. The dual on Mustafar one, Ooh, which I've already put one. together. I, I That's like one of my, we've talked about it. It's my favorite uh, lightsaber battle. So it's nice to have a Lego set that portrays that. Th- those those um, little sets, they come together pretty quickly, don't they? Oh, it took me like 30 minutes. Okay. It didn't take that long. Cool. It's like a 200 piece set. Not that big. Got it. Um, but but put that together and put it on my, <laughs> my shelf of other Legos. Awesome. And uh, then the other one was a fork. And on it was inscribed, "May the fork be with you." That's amazing. Is it just <laughs> just one one fork, not like just, a set? Just the fork, one cool. fork that says that. I ate some pie with it. It was great. <laughs> it made the pie taste so much better. I I'll bet. I bet. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, that was it. Cool. Um, but enough of all the fun, festive times. Why don't we get into the topic that we're here to talk about? Yeah, we're having way too much fun, <laughs> and the topic that we're going to be covering. Well, actually, we we've got we've got some. Fun. We're we're kind of making this one on purpose because yeah. we put the fun in funeral right that's the title that's the title it is yeah so we we figured it's the holidays and what better time to talk about death than the holidays out so, with the old and with the new that's the only way that i could tie it in <laughs> yeah and 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 so we're going to be talking about um a topic that we didn't feel like got a lot of discussion in the star wars fandom which is death dying funerals mourning all of those things in the Star Wars galaxy. Because there's a lot of it. Like as there's I prepared, I realized how much there really is uh of, of death portrayed in Star Wars. Like yeah. it's a um <laughs> a lot of people pass on. A lot uh, of people and and um I sent you my my outline this morning. I think like my thesis as I was putting my notes together was attitudes and philosophies about death are so consequential as themes to the Star Wars story. Yeah. Like, just look at the, the conflict that Anakin experiences. That's all about death and avoiding death and the different attitudes between the Sith and the Jedi about yeah. death. But there's so much more, and we'll get into it. And and frankly, we're dealing with the topic of wars and battles and conflict within the galaxy. It, and when there's any up. of that, there's going to be death, sadly enough. Yeah. And or, you know, kind of gave us a really blunt way to look at it. It was like, unfortunately, this is what rebellion looks like yes um there's going to be some loss and some sacrifices that you have to make along the way and it was true in the clone wars it was true in in the time of uh the rebellion so yeah. um and the resistance like it's so it, it's naturally going to be a theme that uh permeates the entire saga but uh or the in the entire franchise frankly um so we're gonna dive into it and see how how they how they deal with it yeah but first, as always, we got to get to the news, mm-hmm. um, which there isn't that much of this week, but we will still get to it anyway. Yep. What's that segment called? Oh, I do that one. You do that. I one. do that one. News from across the galaxy. Wow. <laughs> oh, that was the longer one. <laughs> it's a long way down that time. What do we that, got? That was a long death. Yes. Poor guy. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Hashtag um, sad. <laughs> See, we really do bring the fun in funeral, guys. Yeah. Um, there wasn't that much news. It's been two quiet weeks because uh, Lucasfilm went on holiday as well. Good for them. As they should. Yeah. Uh, but there were a couple of pieces to to react to. Um, one was Diego Luna, who gave an interview with Collider recently, and I just kind of mm. caught a, uh, a snippet of it. Um, and one of the things that he was talking in there was season two and how... Uh, how the format that they use for season one cannot carry over to season two. And what I'm, what I'm talking about specifically is the decision to make season one kind of a, a year in review for, uh, for Andor and kind okay. of his year of 
going from that moment where he shoots the guard to uh the guards um until the you know the final moment of, of the battle on Ferrix. uh and that's basically a year mm-hmm. and we know that there's five years in between that moment and uh and rogue one right so naturally your mind would go okay so you can do five seasons of this right and he was very clear to say um I can't be doing this for 10 years. And it doesn't really make sense if the character that I portrayed at this age of my life and the character then, and then trying to portray that character 20 years after that, like it just doesn't work like yep. leading up into yep. it. I get where he's coming from his point. And, and his other point was, uh, you know, Oh gosh, I just forgot that um, Gilroy, uh, the creator of the show, right. He can't be doing this for 10 years as well. Like eventually he wants to get onto other creative things for sure. So he, basically he was saying, don't expect the same format. Don't expect this to be your four leading up to Rogue One. I think they've made it clear that after season two, they're done. Mm-hmm. So it was just it was just clarifying that. But I thought I'd get your reaction to that. Like, I, I I mean, I would love to have five seasons and have every year kind of chronicled leading up into it. But I also realize it's not realistic to get that. That that's like that that would have to be like the novelization of the Andor story. And like it would have to be a series of books or something. I think that, that's the only, and they would churn them out over like 15 years, right. not over five years. Um, so I, I'm good with that. I, I know that the the personnel, the the Gilroys and the actors and so on, the people who made that series special, I think are by and large carrying over. Mm-hmm. I trust them. Yeah, to, I trust them to tell the story however they want to. However, it needs to be told, and it, and it doesn't it doesn't need to follow that formula for it to be a satisfying bridge to the Cassian Andor that we meet in Rogue One. And and if honestly, if you want to tell the story and add little uh, shoot off points that can be turned into animated specials at some point, do it. I mean, yeah, if we learned sure. anything from Tales of Jedi is like just because the actor isn't there anymore or someone is aged, like doesn't mean that you can't tell the story. Yeah. Right? right. So um, which is one of the, the blessings of having the animated stories and how well they've done with those. Yeah, yeah. So um, I don't know. I just really like uh, I I like the clarification. Yeah, is I'm, all I'm, I'm good with that. By the way, when when should we expect that? Twenty four. I think twenty four. Yeah, I think or I maybe think they're filming it now. Okay. Is it, like I think they're in production can right you, now. Can you see if they can just speed that up? Is that well, that's another thing that they was talking about. Like we can't speed it up. It takes okay. two years to make twelve hours or so of ten to twelve I hours mean, of content. I, I thought I would ask. I mean. I think everybody's after after that season. They're on a, a little bit of an Andor yeah. hangover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They, um, that was just too good. Yeah, no, it's it's coming from a place of I'm excited about it. Yes, bring it on. We all are. Um, uh, that was one piece of news. Okay. Any other reactions to that? No, I think uh, I, I I'm just gonna buckle up and and wait for that. I I, I wonder. Um, it feels like Andor. By the way, the first season was one where we got a bunch of leak, uh, photos of the sets. Oh and yeah, things like that. Um. I wonder if we'll get more of that this time around. I'm just Probably. I'm There's always something. There's always something. The um, Acolyte has already had some leaks victories. A bunch. Right? A bunch. Nothing that really gives away anything. Just But but it's fun to speculate a little bit. I, I like those yeah. types of so I we, I'm so weary about speculation after same. Last Jedi and oh, other gosh, things. Yeah. Like we all learned our lesson from that, and, right? And that's right. Yes. Right. And that's not our thing, by the way, right? Like we don't we don't speculate. We're not we're not here to report on rumors or things yeah. like that. But gosh, it's fun when you get like you know, a little shot of like somebody in costume or oh yeah, of the set or whatever. So I, I yeah. I'm hoping 
like that to me would be satisfying between now and 2024. I, I was like actively avoiding spoilers for uh, what was it? Endgame. I remember because mm-hmm. after Infinity War came out, I didn't want to know anything. I wanted oh, to be yeah. completely surprised. Yeah. So there is something you said about like avoiding spoilers. Sure. But if it's just I want to see yeah, what does the set look like? Like, that's totally cool. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Or I remember when uh, right before Kenobi came out, um, there was a, a shot of Ewan McGregor coming out of the makeup van or like the hair van or whatever. And he was in in costume. But they would remember they did this thing where they draped them. Yes. <laughs> in like this black robe thing that I think it sort of looks like the thing that they throw on you at the barber shop. Yeah. Um, but it completely sort of concealed their costume and stuff like that. Um, like I, I get a kick out of things like that of yeah. like, not only like, what do I get a peek behind the scenes, but also like, how are they trying to prevent me from finding out my other favorite one, um, was when they were filming the last Jedi and the Island that plays the role of Octo, mm-hmm. they had security and boats mm-hmm. going around the mm-hmm. Island. And as reporters would come up to the Island, they would, the reporters would say like, so what, what's going on here? And they all said it was a BBC documentary. <laughs> and that yeah. was that was the cover story. I think stuff like that's fun. Because the documentary, man, we got other things to cover. Let's go. <laughs> yep. Yep. No one wants to know about spoilers but, for a no, but Nobody believed it. Every, <laughs> no. Everybody. Believed I know. It. They knew it was that. What um, was the name of it? It was like Saint, it was the Saint something, right? Like the island. Yeah. It's like Saint. Saint. Saint Michel or something. I don't remember. Saint Michel. Saint Michel de Milieu. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Actually, no, I am really bad with French pronunciations. I get I get mad at people for uh not this brand, but uh how do you pronounce the French Polar? Brand? No, a different brand, the actual French one. Pepsi. <laughs> you're not even getting you're not picking up what I'm putting down, man. Oh, La Croix. <laughs> Thank you. How do yeah. you really pronounce it though? LaCroix. LaCroix. It's like they don't even get the La right. It's not LaCroix, it's LaCroix. I'm like La Croix. Come on, people. Learn some French out there. La Croix. Yeah, La Croix. Yeah. We, just, we just lost the two people in France who listened. <laughs> I'm hey, so sorry. I, I, I say it right. I speak French. Anyway, um, moving on with news. Uh, speaking of not being able, or, or like buckling in and just waiting two yep. years, yep. you can watch some Bat Patch. Sure. Yeah, next wait. week. Next week you can next watch week. it. Yeah, January 4th. It's wild. That's going to be fun. There's nothing else to say about that. We will cover that as part of the news and then do a full recap later on. Yep. Um, Next piece of news. Comics. Mm. A lot of comics got released. Five. Five. Five Star Wars comics this week. Because they didn't do any on Christmas. Yeah. Which. The week of Christmas. Totally fine. Took a little break. Yeah, exactly. Um, Well, what did you. you, We reviewed some of them. You've been doing the High Republic. I've been doing Yoda. Yes. What are you thinking so far? Um, So there's a little bit of like a twist this week in the High Republic. And so this is Marvel's The High Republic Phase 2, written by Kevin Scott, art by by Ario Anandito, um, which is a dynamite combo, by the way. Oh, yeah. Terrific artist-writer combo. Um, And we got to meet both of them. We did, yes. At (laughs) Comic-Con. It was really cool. Um, We did. Really nice gents. Um, But so if... If you've ever been curious about Jedha, about the Guardians of the Wills, and going back in time, like well before we first saw it on the big screen in, what was that, Rogue One? Rogue One. Wait, who? Jedha. Jedha? Yeah, yeah Rogue One, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Wait, who? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> this, this, it's not Ego, the living planet. Come on. <laughs> it, 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 it does sort of have a vibe to it and has yeah. a life force about it. Yeah. Um, so if you've ever been curious about what's been going on there for all these years and why is it such an important place and what's going on in the Temple of Kyber and things like that, uh, th this series is exploring that. And there's a particularly interesting new character named Tay Sirik, who I'm very curious about. And he had a little bit of a, a, a twist where, um, not to give too much away, but you know, we kind of thought maybe he wasn't a good guy. And now maybe it looks like he is a really good guy and a principled good guy. And that all kind of came out this episode cool. uh, or, or, or this uh, issue. 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 Yes. So issue number three is out. Um, if you can pick them up, issues one, two, and three are all terrific. Would highly recommend. Cool. Yeah, I've been really liking the Yoda. So you've, that was the third one of yours. Uh, this one, the second one of, of the Yoda series that I covered. Um, it's just really interesting because it's it's Yoda the way you've seen him before and, and kind of everything that you know about him. But there's something a little bit different about him, too. You Everyone's just kind of like, what was Yoda like in the middle of his life? Was he still very principled? Was he a little bit more reckless? Like, wh what was he like? You know, and and I'm not getting the sense that he's very different, but I am getting the sense that he from reading this, he's growing a little bit weary of the of the lifestyle yeah, a bit okay. and i mean think about how long he's living it at this point he's probably at least 600 <laughs> uh something around that two 700 i don't know um so yeah he's he's been around a while and he's he's trying to help these uh, specific people out um and, and but the colors in it are amazing so uh i'm i'm really liking the story and what where it's teasing it's also done by kevin scott uh, that's right i believe cool. so yeah. um different artists though not reo on yep. this one um but it's been pretty good so far excellent um speaking of death kevin scott really likes to throw some of that in there but he can't touch yoda like he yoda's <laughs> off limits so that, that's probably one of the reassuring things about reading that particular series is you <laughs> know is. that the main character is going to survive yeah exactly but there but are i'm already... sure i'm sure his heart will be broken or something like that or he'll, he'll break a heart somewhere yes, yeah exactly for sure so and i feel like that's about to happen um oh goodness anyway again like we said not too much news uh there's one other thing starwars.com put out a look back at 2022 which was really good i highly encourage going and reading it there was some um great memories just interesting reflecting on all the things that happened like think about it at, at the same point around this time last year we were getting ready for book of boba fett yeah i was just thinking about that that was yeah. 2022 yeah <laughs> so we got Book of Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, and Andor, three live action series. We had uh, Star Wars Celebration. We had uh, us going to Comic-Con. We had the, the wrapping up of the High Republic Phase 1 and mm. the launch of Phase 2. Yeah. We had, what else? Like, there's so much more. Oh, the, the Halcyon, the uh, launch at Disney World. Yeah. Um, and with it was the Summer Vacation Lego special yep. that we got. Yeah. Tales of the Jedi. Tales of the Jedi. I almost forgot about that one. Yeah. We we got a ton of good stuff this year. A ton right? of great stuff. So what 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 kind of shakes out for you as being some of your favorite stuff? Uh I mean, series-wise, I I I I can't believe I'm saying this in a year that Kenobi was released, but Andor yeah. was just so good. And it's yeah. not free, it's not even just like uh recency bias. It's it was literally that good. Where if you compare it to the other series, it's it's just so different yeah um doesn't mean i don't like you the and other that's ones. good it's it good. Just that good there was there was i think a lot of um discussion on a twitter thread recently about how good it is that there is a genuine variety yeah stuff that we're getting yeah we're getting some animated stuff some more like cinematic on-screen stuff um and and different types of like 
looking back on Boba Fett, that was kind of like a bunch of cool backstory, a ton of action mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and really satisfying in those respects. Um, but I, I think I'm with you. Like, um, loved Andor. I think that's going to stand the test of time for me. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think a lot of people kind of soured on Kenobi. I love that too. Why do they sour? It's still I don't, good. I don't know. I, th- I think people, people really build stuff up in their minds. And then if it doesn't look like what they imagined, yeah, I mean, but then we got that epic battle between Vader and and Obi Wan again, which is like, like, which ama- it's amazing. That like that's I'll never forget watching the Chris's reaction to that, and like you know, comparing it to my own reaction, it was pretty much the same thing. I was just like, what is happening? Like I was almost crying with it. Yeah, like very moving, very good. Uh, it was so action. Oh, and there was just there was a bunch of moments in that series that I found like genuinely emotionally moving yeah um but yeah when you get hit back to back with all these different shows like sometimes there's there is the recency bias you do sort of like focus on whatever you've got now and this is like a good time to look back and go hey we we were we were blessed with a lot of good star wars this year 2022 has been good to us yes so we'll we have a lot to look forward to though in 2023 if you think about it there is for sure um there's ahsoka uh Mm. is the acolyte coming out next year too like it's in production right now it's in production maybe end of next year but i'm I'm not expecting that in the first half by any means um but ahsoka no mando bad batch Mm -hmm. um hopefully we'll hear more about taika's star wars movie that's true yeah it, it seems like it's been a little while since we got anything about that and i think he's been writing and writing and writing and yeah maybe maybe we'll get a little bite-sized something maybe we'll get a title yeah that, that'd be nice to see a star wars return to the cinema and yes and at I, least have a path forward to that happening yes and i hope it comes out around christmas time that would be nice that'd be the best it would i well i'll take as soon as he got it too yeah, I'll, I'll take that too but, <laughs> but I like the holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's it. That's all the news. That's it. There's not much. All right. Let's talk about death. Let's talk about death. How about we do that? (laughs) What's that segment? More to the story. That was perfect. And just get the feeling of it. And and this is not meant to be gloomy. No. We're not trying to bring you down. It's still the Star Bros kind of vibe. (laughs) And if this is your first episode, we we don't typically talk about gloomy stuff. But um, this feels like an important topic that doesn't get the attention that maybe it deserves. No, as I thought about this, I was like, wow, this actually... Again, I think I said it like permeates a lot of Star Wars and yeah. and is a big theme that follows the story everywhere we go. So it's kind of interesting diving into it and, yeah. and realizing how much of a role it plays. So where do you want to start with this? I, you came Gosh. up with the idea of even doing this. So I want you to have the honors of kicking us off. Well, I, I thought about this in three different, I guess, like subtopics or categories. Um, one the philosophies around death or perspectives on death Mm -hmm. that we see in star Wars and specifically the Jedi and the Sith and how they approach it differently. Yep. Um, Next is funerals and funeral rites. Mm -hmm. We get a bunch of funerals in star Wars and they do, they do them differently and and there's different things about them that are familiar to us and maybe things that aren't so familiar. And we we can talk about how they approach those. And then lastly, I, I thought about, um, mourning and grieving and mm-hmm. and how people go on after somebody they've cared about is gone yeah so maybe we can talk uh maybe we can start with the kind of like philosophies around death yeah and um i, I see you've got your copies of the book of sith and and the 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 jedi handbook um uh, what, what is it called i feel like one of those amazon channels it's yeah. like 
<laughs> you know, being a um, Jedi for dummies. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The Jedi path. The um, Jedi path. These are both books that we had covered on a previous episode. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, back in 2021, probably two years ago now. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, crazy times, but yes, uh, it is covered in here. The one place where I thought, um, it's covered in the Jedi path in a couple of places. Uh, one place is the Jedi code actually. Yes. Um, it's the very last line of the Jedi code. Uh, and it specifically says, um, there is no death. There is the force. Mm. Um, so a very interesting line. It was very interesting that they kind of, uh, made sure to fit that into, yeah. uh, the code to begin with. Yeah. Um, but what I thought was interesting about it is actually, uh, I, I guess, it, it, in this book, at least, it was the way that, remember, this book kind of had uh, gone through a lot of different hands, right? Um, one of the hands was Sidious at one point. And so oh, yeah, yeah. there's the fact that, yes, it makes it into the Jedi Code. And what does that mean? But Sidious's line is just as interesting, actually. And what the note that he wrote in there, he underlined it and said, uh, I think I wrote it down. He said, um, uh he oh he just he specifically said that he believed that the last line it like actually had a bit of truth in it. Hmm. It's like the one line in the Jedi code he agreed with because oh. of the way that it's framed. It's like there is no death. Like their the Sith, uh, kind of view death as uh, something to avoid. He likes that part. He 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 likes to inflict it, but he likes yeah. to avoid it himself. Yes. Right, because it's about gaining power over death. Yeah. Um, and kind of controlling <laughs> when it is given. Um, and that it isn't given to himself. Um, so he finds truth in that mm. in that line, and mm. I see where he's kind of misconstruing it. Um, and I wonder if here's my kind of big moment of clarity, or like maybe blow your mind. Like, is that what eventually tempts some Jedi to go to the dark side, like mm -hmm. Anakin, mm -hmm. when he sees and reads that line, and he's trained to that? He's like, there is no death, and he's like, now I want to avoid it, like. Um, it, it it kind of plants that seed of doubt or that seed of uh, longing to avoid it, I guess. Yeah. Right. And it does that in, in minds of even Qui-Gon. Now he goes down a different path to try to avoid it. And we'll talk about that. Yeah. But um, I just kind of had this moment of wondering, is, is this a, a line that in, in trying to educate actually does some harm and tempts a little bit? Oh, potentially. Um, and I think that's, that's the tricky thing about having a code where right. it, it, it's um, short, punchy lines that, the Jedi can memorize, but then can interpret differently. Right. Potentially, um, the the way that I read it, which I think is pretty benign, um, is this whole idea. It's almost like the ashes to ashes idea of you you come you arise from the Force, and to the Force you will return. Mm. And and there's I think like a trust in that of this is natural, this is the process, and we can accept that. Yeah. Um, and. And in, in terms of what you were just talking about, I, I think that there might be like um, an interpretation there that might be a little bit different, but also like a fear of, uh, you know, not being myself and not, not being around anymore. And mm. I think that there's a very kind of similar line in the book of Sith where Sidious writes something about um, how he's going to achieve immortality. Mm-hmm. But I think what was really interesting is he he put specifically in there that he will return to physical life. Yeah, it's it's about holding on to mortality. It's about holding on to mortality. It's not about immortality. It's not about transcending death. It's right. just it's about not being dead. Yeah, it's it's about staying alive. It's about right? staying. It's about staying alive. <laughs> That's a good song. Um, <laughs> and see, I, we keep death light. <laughs> yes, 
and and I was thinking about like um moments of fear because there there's this question like I started to go down this rabbit hole and there's this question about well you know what are the Jedi afraid of if if they believe that and if they believe that they'll return to the Force and become one with the Force what is there to fear in death and well there there isn't anything to fear there's no there's nothing to fear in like capital D death but it doesn't mean that anybody wants to die right nobody wants to rush there and I, I think about all the moments where Anakin is driving and yeah the, and Obi Wan is you know, hanging on. Um, no, nobody wants to rush there necessarily, but I, I do think that in that interpretation and then maybe in the fear of death, that that's where you can sort of slip down and go down the other. Well, and, and it's, it's two different kinds of fear. It's fear of your own death, but it's also death. Isn't something that happens to you all the time. It's what happens to other people. Yeah. Right. It's processing the death of others. Yeah. And that's, that's the, the, the line, the great line that Yoda gives about mourn them do not, miss them do not. Like, how do you mm. personally grasp, grasp with, or, uh, grapple with the death of other people? Yeah. How do you overcome that? Even my wife and I were talking about that the other day. We were hearing, like, tragic stories of people who would lose loved ones or lose, like, a child and how difficult that is to overcome. Yeah. And she was asking me, like, how would you even overcome that? I said, I don't know because I haven't had to do it. And and I would imagine, like, we were, we were talking about, again, Big Red Wings fan, and I was watching the um, you know, a Red Wings game last night. Um, and what the host of the uh, um, please tell me everybody lived through the game, yes, everybody lived. It was a fantastic game. They were they're, they're down four nothing at the beginning of the first period and came back and win five. Wow, overtime. okay, so oh, that's a happy story. It was a crazy game. Um, but the the commentator, uh, Ken Daniels, yeah. lost his son oh uh, to substance abuse. Oh my gosh, and it was this terrible thing. And, and we were talking about how he uh how he overcame that and how he's processed that and wow. he took a little bit of time off and not much he was back at it pretty quickly um but one of the ways that he processed is by creating a foundation helping to fight substance abuse and, and disorder and, and trying to break the stigma and, and everything and boy is that a healthy way to honor somebody's right memory and 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 i think um somebody said to me once that you know when you lose somebody they continue to be a part of your life just not in the way that you would have chose mm-hmm so they continue to be a part of your life in however it is that you honor them, remember them, um, talk about them, and so on. And I think that that's like a really healthy way to do it. Yeah, and it's all about processing that that grief, right? And how do you yeah. do that? And one way to, to do that is by attacking it head on and finding ways to to give back to those who were are impacted by it still today. Yeah. Um. So that they don't have to go through that or lose a loved one or, or anything. Um. Now bringing back to to Star Wars a little bit. How do you do that if you're a Jedi? It's real. It's really tough, right? Um, so, I, <laughs> especially I, if you're taught by Yoda, like to just not warn them, like that's a hard thing to do. It's it, it's really tough, and that's like an aspirational thing. It's like how could you not? Well, how, how could and, and maybe you can check yourself in that. Um, so here here's an example from recent history, uh, from from the High Republic, which is actually ancient history in Star Wars, but <laughs> recent history in the in, storytelling, in the yes. storytelling, and the releases of the stories. Yes. Um, so if if you haven't read any of the new spoiler alerts. So there's going to be some spoilers here, but nothing massive. Um, if you haven't, <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> right? maybe. Um, We're talking about people dying. <laughs> I'm talking about people dying. Um, so yes, <laughs> there's gonna there's gonna be a spoiler here. It's from the High Republic, and I I know that a lot of people are on the High Republic train, and some people aren't, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but there is a really cool Jedi Padawan named Bell Setifar. Yes. And Bell is the Padawan of Loden Greatstorm. And Loden Greatstorm in one of the stories is believed to be dead. Yes. Goes missing. Goes missing. And 
Bell Zedifar. Well, he he was about to recommend to the Jedi Council that Bell be made a Jedi Master. Yeah. Yep. And which was another challenging part of that, right? Which is another really tough part of it. And then he goes missing, and Bell really feels that loss. And he he's assigned to a new Jedi Master named Indira Stokes, mm-hmm. and Indira's uh, her her guidance to him. I think is very, very Jedi like, but I think also very practical um, where she says you have to embrace the feelings of grief and sorrow that you're feeling, but don't let them rule you. Don't let right. them make decisions for you. Don't let them kind of carry you away with them. Um, which reminds me of, I, I saw a video once where there's like this, this Instagram channel where somebody goes around, he, this guy asks people on the street and I can't believe you know, some people kind of stop and respond to him because they share some very heavy, heavy stuff. But he says, you know, what's what's the most painful thing you've ever gone through? And a guy talked about how he lost somebody in his family and it was really painful for him. And he said, you know, how, how do you come back from that? And he said, well, that's exactly it. And he said he had a somebody gave him the advice. They said, you, go ahead, go crazy, because I know you're going to come back. Just make sure you come back from like wherever, wherever the emotion takes you, just come back. Yeah. Um, which has got to be really tough, but he said that that you know made him realize like yeah it must be possible for me to come back, um, but in, in this case, Indira says, and I don't know what Yoda would say about her advice, mm-hmm. but she she's okay with him feeling the feels, so to speak. Yeah, she just wants him to remain in control, and and kind of not spiral. Right. You want me to react to that? Please. Oh, I was, I was like, "Oh crap, you're you're done." Um, oh crap, you're done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, you were done sooner than I thought you were. Um, so my reaction to that is a couple of things. I I, I look back down on my paper because I want to see exactly what Yoda said. Wait, um, I'm reading the paper over your shoulder, and right. it just says, "Be yourself and have a good time." That's what yours says. I thought. Oh, you're right. <laughs> um, no, it's it was Yoda's quote. The the part before the mornum do not do miss him do not. He said, uh, death, "Death is a natural part of life. Rejoice those for those who uh, around you who who transform into the force." What he says, um, and I think there's a difference between Yoda and uh, oh, remind me her name again, Indira. Indira Stokes, right? Um, there's a difference, and one of them is how long they've been alive. Oh gosh. And yeah. I think about all the people that Yoda has seen pass. Mm-hmm. And how did he eventually come to cope cope with it? Like this is kind of a uh uh a way to disconnect yourself from those feelings mm-hmm. of grief. And that's not great for everybody. And so that, I that's a really good point. He must be like when we meet him at this point, like he must be just sort of bracing to lose everybody he meets because he's gonna, he has. he's gonna outlive them he he sees everyone who's born is like i will see when you were born i will most likely see the day you were born and the day you will die and then i'll see it for another generation and another generation like he outlives everybody and that's he's gotta to cope like disconnect from those mm. feelings mm-hmm. um and and maybe that's one of the things that is like sorry anakin you went to the wrong guy to to deal with these things you're going through Totally. Um, like Yoda's not going to be able to help you with it because his way of coping the death of, of others is by not getting attached to begin with. He's, he's always disconnected in, in some way. And, uh, and fully accepting. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I think Indira Stokes is a completely different story. Like yeah. she's, she, she doesn't live forever. She has a normal lifespan. Exactly. And so she has a different way of, of grasp, grasping uh, the concept of grief and, and, uh, mourning mm-hmm. um, and helping Bell Zedifar. The other thing that makes that again, we're talking spoilers. That makes Bell Zedifar's uh, journey so tragic 
is that he eventually finds out that uh Lone Great Storm isn't dead. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to help him yeah. to save him, at which point Loading Great Storm does die. So he loses him twice. He loses him twice. It's was that, a, that was a Kevin Scott idea, I'm sure. Oh, that was totally a Kevin Scott. I mean, <laughs> it was uh um uh yeah, it it's totally a Kevin Scott. <laughs> wasn't he a lovely guy when we met him? Oh, he's fantastic. Just such a nice dude. Yeah. And I'm just like, what's going on in that head? This guy is just <laughs> killing all of our favorite characters and finding ways to kill them twice. Literally. It was Charles soul that made, that made him disappear. Right. Uh huh. Because he disappeared in that first book. Yes. But then in the second oh, one, Charles, soul, oh, so or, uh, it's really good. Um, uh, but in that second book, Kevin Scott's like, I'm going to make him go through grief and then make him go through it again. Oh my goodness. And it's so painful. Um, that's a really good one. I, I like that. You went to that one. Um, I'm going to go a little bit, uh, into, into another one, another example. And, it's into one mourning and, and into how, mourning how to deal with death. Okay. And it's Anakin. Oh, okay. and it's not with Padme, it's with his mom. Mm. Like that one, that's another one that's a little bit inspired by it's like Belle's story, which is, yeah, he's mourning her loss by because he's taken away from her. Yeah. And the fact that he can't have her in, a, in, in his life. And then the moment that he finds her again, he loses her instantly. And how difficult that is on him. Mm-hmm. And we see an actual funeral uh, where, you know, he brings back her body. They bury it and they have a funeral for, for her. And Cleeg's words are, you know, are, are lovely. Like he's, he's processing losing his, his spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Anakin's processing something so much deeper and personal. And so there, there's a very different um feel i think to like their parting words yeah for shmi specifically yeah. um and how he's grasping and, and like let's not forget the way that he <laughs> uh processed those emotions was through genocide <laughs> like he, he dug in some some dark feelings there yeah and it was not uh again where would he be if if he just had like someone to help him through that a little bit better oh my gosh yeah you know and not and like padme did a little bit but you know it, it it yeah that was rough to see <laughs> what he had to go through that, that so you know it's it's interesting to see his reaction to that and then see his reaction to the awareness that padme is going to die and yeah wanting to just avoid spiraling and going in that direction again and i think it's it i think it's he's grasping i think it's like this covetous thing of like you know he can't take her from me um yeah yeah but he's he's already been through a massive loss that has sent him spiraling and i think he i think that sort of edges him along a little bit and i don't know how Sidious does all this but you know he seems to have moved the chess pieces in the right way to set him up yeah he's he's done a fantastic job at that hasn't he yeah um yeah um i just so i just got done reading to a, a comic series that's really uh, really good. It's one of oh, the yeah. Vader ones that's done by Soul. It's a uh, Fortress Vader. Oh my goodness! Um, you know, pe- people rave about that. That's it's a fantastic one. And so one of the things that's interesting, we'll talk about a little bit more later too, is uh, with, when we get to the Sith, um, is that he's basically built the fortress in an effort to try to channel the dark side a very specific way, hmm. so that he can still find Padme hmm. and be re- you know and join again with her, and the. It's something about the dark side of the force and does it with Ray with trying to find out her parents too, where it's trying it tempts you with something you really want yeah. and then just doesn't give it to you when you get that close to yeah. it. And it does that to him. So cruel. Just toys with him. Yeah. 
and it does that with Ray. It toys with her, yeah. like trying to find her parents. Mm-hmm. So you can't really, I don't know. The dark side of the forest just can't be trusted. Never can be. <laughs> no, um, but but speaking of Padme, in, in the comic books, there's been a lot of good representations, I think, like in that Greg Pak series. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, Darth Vader gets to go to her tomb and and kind of reflect on the loss. And it's really sort of like dark and sad and painful, like seeing him stand above her tomb. Um, a quick aside, uh, Padme's funeral was something I wanted to talk about here. Mm-hmm. Something I didn't expect when I was Googling stuff about Padme's funeral. You know, she, she, she comes out um, in that kind of like casket thing, a floating casket, and she's surrounded by white lilies. There's ribbons in her hair and the ribbons in her hair apparently were meant to, <laughs> it's meant to look like she's sort of floating on the water, mm-hmm. which I, I hadn't caught before. Um, that's a very popular cosplay. What is dead Padme? Really? Yes. Why haven't I seen this? I'd never seen it before. <laughs> I'm not going to enough. But there is. Yeah. Dead Padme. There's a there's a lot of girls out there who like have made the dress, have bought the white lilies, have put the ribbons in their hair. Wow. And, and yes. Well, I mean, it is. I mean, it's a beautiful. It's it's a sadly procession. beautiful scene. Yeah um that scene is it's always stood out and it's really interesting because then they they brought it back with tales of the jedi real quick and showed oh. that uh, ahsoka was at the, the yes, funeral too and right. how dangerous it was for her to be there but um her her explanation with to bail organa and mon mothma were both there but to bail she explained like she's my friend yeah like i wasn't going to miss the funeral of of my friend and and that that's a theme that came up um a few times in star wars and most recently in andor where mm-hmm. Andor goes home f- for the funeral of his mother because there's just something uh, across the galaxy where part of honoring somebody is being present for their their funeral. And it's 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 so interesting because it's, it's not like they'll know, but it means something to you. It means something to you. And, and to the living who know that you should kind of hold this person in yes. that kind of respect. Yeah. And, and and that's that's one of the things I've always thought, you know, funerals are yes for that person to honor the person who's no longer with us but mm-hmm. th- this th- it shows that in our galaxy in the star wars galaxy it's also about the people who cared about that person right and giving them an opportunity to grieve and an opportunity to feel like they can show some respect and, and honor that person it's and it was really interesting kind of getting back to padme too it was like uh her her funeral was attended by everybody that that we know yeah um and i've heard this whole like uh, it remind me if you've heard this one, but like, I've heard like uh, told a different way of like, um, you know, people who get a lot of riches and in, in, in life and who achieve a lot, you know, a lot of wealth, status, status, whatever yep. you call it. And then their funeral is poorly attended. Yeah. Uh, and then you, the, you get the person who didn't have much of that in life, but had all these great relationships, how well that attended that funeral is and yeah. what they say about that person, yeah. and what, what they meant to them and all that kind of stuff. And the juxtaposition of that. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and so I think that's always interesting. Like which, which funeral do you want to have? Um, but at the same time, when you look at Padme's like how well attended it was Yeah. and all the people that, you know, like Ahsoka risking a ton to then uh, just to see the funeral of her friend. And, and it kind of just adds another dynamic to, that that scene that we got so long ago yeah um you know when they brought it back up Let, let's talk about her funeral for a moment okay um so something that i read uh in, in preparing for the episode was that her funeral broke with naboo tradition 
because typically a person of honor is cremated mm. on Naboo. Okay. And there's, there's, there's a cremation ceremony. Yeah. Like we saw with Qui-Gon. Like Qui-Gon's. Yeah. And that that's another story. We can get to that in a moment. But they mm-hmm. decided to break with tradition. They decided to do the procession, open casket, and yep. then put her in a tomb. Mm-hmm. Curious to hear your thoughts about um, how Qui-Gon gets the, the typical Naboo funeral, even though he's which from Which is Coruscant, actually a typical Jedi funeral. Which is a typical Jedi funeral, which is more in line. So that's interesting, too. Right, right. Um, but Padme, who at this point was no longer Queen Amidala. Right. Um, get, gets kind she of, was a senator. She was a senator. She, she gets kind of like a, the royal treatment, so to right. speak. Um, but it, do well, you think that, by the way, like, it, it, is it like our government where to be queen of your planet is one thing? It's like being in the state government, but then there's the federal government, the galactic <laughs> yeah, government, right? Yeah, you like she might have been like the mayor of her town, but then you know she went up to the big city. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like, or I was thinking like governor of the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, and then became a senator in, you know, the Congress. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and gets to spend time in D.C. and, and all right. that. Yeah, so yeah. it was kind of like a promotion, right? K- kind of, from a galactic perspective, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So she meant a lot to these people, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's not like she stopped being queen and Nolson didn't mean anything yeah. to them anymore. Um, She had served her people, and it was obviously the, her whole life. It, it kind of felt a little bit like the queen. A, a little her bit. It, it, felt, it felt like a, like a royal... Um, like a very regal send off. Yeah. And I, I think it's just a reflection of how much her people cared about. But her, what was but your question? <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Um, okay. So something, something I came across here, which I, I guess I never noticed before is I, I, somebody asked the question online. Why, why does uh, Padme look pregnant in the casket? Have you ever heard this? Uh, I don't want to go into that. <laughs> the, I mean, the answer is it's not like that you're it's not like it just disappears right away she delivered a child and then let me stop you died let me stop you there okay okay (laughs) she looks two children she looks she i i read and i don't know what the source is but i i learned a bunch of stuff about um dead star wars characters uh in my research for this but i i read that that she was specifically made to look pregnant so that anakin would believe that she died not having delivered the children well, he wasn't even there. Okay, okay. So, so other he, people would have seen it, and then okay. So he wouldn't hunt down the children. Sure. Okay. I don't know. I don't know about that. But what do I know? Again, you don't physically go back to just like flat stomach right after no. delivering children either. So there could have been a, a okay, wow, I, yeah, <laughs> weird so, one. <laughs> so I, I read something about this this morning, and I was like, huh, okay, never picked up on that. But weird. Um, here's something else I never picked up on. What? Can we talk about Vader's funeral? For a second or anakin's funeral yeah yeah george lucas says well l- let's paint the scene anakin luke have this heart-to-heart conversation it's it's it, it is anakin it's not darth vader mm-hmm. it's his redemptive moment it is it is the moment where he kind of fulfills the prophecy as the chosen one um defeats the sith and then passes away and then we go down on endor and there's a funeral pyre mm-hmm. that the the typical way of sending off a Jedi and you kind of like there's moments where the camera zooms in you can see Vader's mask kind of surrounded by flames and mm-hmm. um and and Luke is standing there gazing at at the funeral pyre and it's nighttime and it's just sort of the glow of the fire and so on George Lucas has said that Anakin's body's not in there oh 
it it's it's just it's just it's it, just the George Lucas has said armor? in the moment after they had the conversation, the same thing happens to him that happened to Yoda, that happened to Obi-Wan, where he's gone. Vanishes. Vanishes. Okay. Which might be important because that might be how that that be one of the steps to become a force ghost. Yes. Right? Yep. Um Although that's not how Qui-Gon goes and, and no nope. Qui-Gon becomes a force ghost. That's right. Exactly. But so I don't think it is a precursor. So George Lucas has said that was Luke burning the trappings of what made him Vader and sort of finding a way to kind of rid the, the galaxy of the dark side of his father. I think it was also giving him a traditional Jedi funeral to, I think it was, to symbolize his redemption. I think it was a symbolic say thing. He deserved that. Yes, right. That, that he was worthy of that type of recognition. But I, hmm. ne- I never heard before that Anakin's body was not in there. Yeah. But that's, I had never heard that either. I actually, I didn't even think I read about it in some research I did. I, so I, I questioned, so I, I read that on... Um, but if that's coming from the mouth of George Lucas, I don't know. I, I, I read it on what sounds like a credible website. It was called it was called <laughs> the Bo- internet. It was called bogusstarwarsnews.net.co.uk <laughs> backslash George Lucas stories. <laughs> oh. Actually, I don't remember why I read that, but I, I was just I was stunned because I was like, I just always assumed that he was in there. So I don't know. Maybe don't you know, know um, dear listener, let us let us know. Um George Lucas, if you're watching, hit us up. Tell us if he was in there. <laughs> tell, us, tell us what was really intended. He could have changed his. He's like, I said what now? <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, um, but but then but then it, it sort of like went into this debate about people said like, look, if you're gonna if you're gonna touch up these movies, that that would have been a good thing for him to put in in the '90s, like put in like the fade out where like he just sort of disappears in Luke's arms or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I if don't if that was and so, um, but I think it was. I, I think what is interesting about that scene is that. Um, it is symbolic of him being redeemed and deserving a Jedi funeral. Yeah. Um, and we we only get we only had I think two Jedi funerals through the movies in in the past. Um, we had Yoda and Luke that had passed and had vanished as we had yeah. talked about, and that's right. one way for them to go, I guess. Um, which is I, I think is just interesting. It's almost like you've decided your time has come. Yeah. And instead of letting your your body die first you're kind of letting yourself go with the force first like yeah. i almost feel like that's a symbol of like accepting yeah. the the impending uh death that's to come and just like but i i, pre- I prefer to kind of go this way yeah is it a choice you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i i don't know more detail about that but um but again we only really get two and they're both um the pyres like you said mm-hmm. um then there's one more that they just added recently through Tales of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And it was the third episode, the choices episode um, with Master Katri was her name. Um, I believe her. And she got buried in the temple. And one of the things I really yes. liked that was symbolic about it, too, was uh, a beam of light comes up mm. from it. And it, it almost kind of symbolized like them joining the, the light side of the force. Yeah. is kind of how I interpreted it. And it was, I think described as like a way to seal the casket or seal the tomb. Um, but it, it begged the question of, okay, so we, we had some that we would do a pyre funeral for, and then we have some that we would bury in the, t- in the temple. 
Who gets which one? In well, what circumstance? I, I've thought about this. Okay. Well, I'll, let me put one thought out there first. It can't be about location. Because, yeah, Qui-Gon was on Naboo, and maybe they didn't want to transfer him. They went to get, the ma- in the Choices episode, they went to get Master Khatri. Yep. yep. And bring the body back to be buried. Yeah. So it can't be that. Yeah. What's your thought? For, um, so I think some of it's circumstance. And we'll talk about the Qui-Gon one specifically. Maybe it's in their will. Their Jedi will. It could be in their will. I don't know. Um, but in, in the case of Qui-Gon, I think it's very possible that the people of Naboo oh. decided that they wanted to honor him with a funeral for, on Naboo. For what he did for, yeah, okay. For what he did for them. I think that, for me, that was one of the logical conclusions. I can, I can buy that. Um, I think I think with Anakin. And the Jedi were like, yeah, that's one of the ways that we do it too, so we're good. Yeah. As long as we do it kind of like a Jedi style, yeah. you know? Yeah. Invite the council, except for Yaddle. The, the, right, the right people are there and so on. Which, by the way. Too soon. Uh, uh, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I, I I rewatched uh, Qui-Gon's funeral scene. Like, little Anakin, you, you're, like, you're literally talking about yourself at a funeral. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what's going to happen to me now? But it's yeah, like, yeah. what's going to happen to you? We're at somebody else's funeral. What are you worried Can about? Can you wait until we move right, on from this wait moment? Wait until the ashes have cooled, and then let's have a conversation. No, about that's that. not too bad. If I'm a little kid, I'd be like... That's like eating at my mind, you know, and Obi-Wan's like, <laughs> I, I can buy that. I'm okay with that. You're poor, all right, Anakin. Poor Qui-Gon has, has been killed in, in combat. And, <laughs> really, man? And Anakin's like, sucks for me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but to be honest, it does. It does. It totally does. It and really he's a kid does. and he's scared and whatever. He, but but I, I wrote that down as one of the things, again, where, where death is But nobody, nobody shushed them either. Nobody was no, like, Come on, we are we are all watching this moment. Be quiet, guys. Everyone, get your Padawan in line. Um, well, actually, it wasn't his Padawan yet. Um, no, but I did write down like how pivotal Qui Gon's death was again for both Anakin and Obi Wan's paths. Absolutely, absolutely. And how they're both kind of processing that right there and there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's not as if uh, again, this is one of those moments where like the death of a character has a uh, plays a pivotal role in their development. The, development of those that are still living absolutely and and, and you know what else i came across in, in pre- prepping for this episode so the hero with a thousand faces the the campbell book that george lucas really liked that like he took a lot from like um the epic hero goes on an epic journey and and so on joseph campbell was a big believer in like the core stories that we tell as human beings must contain some type of funerals or funeral rites mm-hmm. that's core to who we are it, it's it is any culture anywhere in the world and and sort of same thing across the galaxy and and um there's stuff in that scene and and padme's funeral that i think line up like wearing dark clothes i thought it was interesting at qui-gon's funeral that you mcgregor obi-wan has his hood up like mm. there, like there's a lot of stuff you do with your clothing that's very specific like typically you wear a, a dark suit and a tie yeah you go to a funeral here um i guess that that maybe that's a jedi thing if you put your your hood up as a sign of mourning. I don't know, but makes sense to me. Yeah. I mean, you know, where they cover your face with a veil or it's, it's just kind of a similar concept. Right. 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 Um, my mind just went to something completely different. It's still that? back to the other conversation. Yeah. We had Go ahead. Anakin. He has to process the death of someone close to him in every one of the first. Oh, it's constant. Uh, uh, of the prequel. Yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, he has to do Quagons and then Shmi's and then Padme's like, it just gets harder and harder for the guy. Yeah. So I kind of feel for him, you know, <laughs> and, and and folks like Watto just keep living. 
<laughs> Seriously, Watto. <laughs> you had to bring him up. Um, all right. There's a couple of other like uh, moments where death kind of plays a really pivotal role. I wanted to talk about uh, the Clone Wars, mm. um, which is an interesting time. Like you think about, again, tough time for the Jedi. They're losing Jedi left and right. Yeah. Like they, they basically can't keep up with it. Yeah. And they, uh, there's one uh, episode with, uh, oh gosh, I think it's uh, even Peel is, is the Jedi's name. Okay. Um, where they basically like put him in lava because they, they, they have to do a funeral for him in some way. And that was the, the way they decided to do it. Mm. Um, it's so like they're kind of improvising or don't even get the chance to do funerals with how much they're, they're losing them. Um, and then order 66 of course happens. And like, that, that, that's you lose thing, a bunch more. That's the thing in the Jedi path, by the way, they make mention of the fact that, um, or maybe, maybe it was on the Wikipedia page, but they make mention of the fact that by the nature of what the Jedi do, many of them can expect to die in action. Right. Die in combat. Right. Die far away from home. If you can vanish, that's the best way to go. Yeah. <laughs> like Obi-Wan did. Yeah. Right. Um, but then again, you have to choose it. I think that's the key part. You have to choose you that have this to is choose the moment that. instead of it being dealt to you. And and many of their lives are taken, unfortunately, because right. of the nature of their work. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, but again, back to the Clone Wars. Um, I want to talk about ironically, the last episode of the Clone Wars, mm. which is titled Victory and Death. Mm. The combination of those two words, huh? Victory and death. Yeah. How when you get to the other, like you realize we won, but how much did we lose along yeah, yeah, the way? Yeah. And it's a it's something that Leia teaches Poe, remember, in, in Last Jedi. Like, how many people did we lose At because what cost? of yeah. what was the cost of getting rid of that dreadnought? Yeah. Was it really worth it to lose all those lives? Yeah. Think about those for a second. Um, so this this episode is titled Victory and Death. Um and it's interesting because Ahsoka, she's kind of trapped between, all right, the clones have turned on her, but she's so respectful of these clones. Remember, like, think about the attitude to, of, of this war. You've got one side that's created droids so that nobody has to die. Mm-hmm. The other side has created, not created, but has inherited some clones. And who cares if they die? Because they're just clones. Yeah. You know, they're there's an attitude of like they don't matter because yeah they're they're just derivatives of another human yeah right Uh, which is sad to say but like ahsoka respects them Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite things is that um so she's deflecting blaster after blaster she's not deflecting them at the clones she's trying to she's not trying to kill any of them and then she orders rex to use his you know set his blaster to stun instead Mm. so she, she goes around basically they're trying to kill her and she's doing everything she can to spare them. But most of them, because of their predicament, the, the ship is going down and crashes. Um, they still die. And then she buries them all at the end. Mm. Her attitude towards clones and their death was something that I found really interesting, both in the title of this episode, but also just in in how she she realized that they deserve the same rituals and the same rights of to, you know, to passing on uh, as any human. The same dignity. The same dignity. Yeah, that's the right word for it. Um, and the fact that she did that was was um, uh, just it just stood out. Just kind of shows her attitude and her respect of, of uh, the clones and their passing as well. How every single one meant something to her. I love that. Um, and that, that shows a big difference between the Jedi and the Sith and how they value and honor life. Yeah. She, she doesn't spend any time trying to figure out like where where these clones rank in terms of um, 
what dignity they deserve and and are are they uh are they real people so to speak she doesn't dismiss them in any way she just recognizes that they are expressions of the force and that they are alive Mm -hmm. and then she just that's enough for her that's enough for her to respect them yeah but the 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 burying them on top of things is really interesting yeah um the ship has gone down and you found as many as you could so you can bury them that that that's like a that's true respect and reverence yeah for for them it's deep i love that yeah that was a good one um the soka show is going to be so good oh i can't wait for it it's (laughs) It's going to be be so good (laughs) and it's going to have uh sabine in it and and all the rebels characters come back so i'm i'm looking forward to that and thrawn i'm assuming assuming thrawn too yeah we don't know who's playing him yet right we don't. Right. Um, okay. I'm holding out for Benedict Cumberbatch, think we'll, which I think your wife will be excited about. He's basically come out and said, uh, who? Yeah. <laughs> we'll ask about that. He doesn't, he's like, nope, I don't want to be blue. That, I'm good. <laughs> that's like uh, when people ask uh, Harrison Ford if he's going to come back as a force ghost. And he's just like, a what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is that? I, I missed that part of the movie, I guess. <laughs> Fell asleep. Um, yeah. And then he says, what are you doing in my house, Ben? Get out of here. <laughs> That's the next thing. You, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, show me some credentials. Um, were there any other, like, no, oh, a couple of the ones. Um, death Sticks. Oh, yeah. I just, I don't know. Just had to throw that out there. Yeah. The Death Star. Mm-hmm. Find some other ways to get death in there. Death probably. Troopers. Uh, death Troopers. Yeah. No, I'm the real one I wanted to mention. Um, in the Kylo Ren comic, uh, you meet Ren. He was the leader of the Knights of Ren. And uh, one of the things that he talks about that's pivotal to join them is a, quote, good death. Mm. What's that mean? It, so it, it means one that, I, I mean, it, it wasn't really clear on that. Um, because at the beginning, like, he's with two brothers. Who and one of them's like, I would, I just want to get out of here, and he, and he starts telling about like, well, you know, to join the Knights of Ren, like you have to deliver a good death, and he kills his own brother right there. Mm. This is soul. This is dark, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Ren basically says, not good enough mm. for that. Um, and it was mostly because he wasn't force sensitive or anything. He was just doing it out of like self preservation. Uh huh. So he's like, yeah, that's not a good one. Like you have to, you have to hate. You have to like there's got to be something personal at stake here. Like there's nothing like all you want is to save your own skin. Not good enough. But this whole idea of death, like a good death being what's necessary to join uh, Uh, the Knights of Ren. And even within like the Sith, like delivering death is, is a uh, kind of a way through to get to, you know, to some abilities of the dark side of the force that some may consider to be unnatural. Yeah. Um, and that's a big part of Kylo's story in a lot of ways is yeah. trying to get himself there and, and yeah. having to fight against the, the good instincts and the better side of him. And he, and he kills his own father in an effort to do that. He kills his own father, but and it doesn't work, but, fu- but does it full of doubts mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and with that tension of the light side trying to take over. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's not enough. The act is really important, but the intentions and like the spirit behind the act really matter too. I think that's also one of those places where, again, the dark side says, do this for me and I'll give you this. And then you do it. And it's like, just kidding. Yep. It, it likes to do that kind of stuff yeah. a lot. So by the way, I saw a meme the other day and it was uh, a couple of death troopers. Okay. And it says, wait, we're called death troopers and we're building a death star. Are we the baddies? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I like that meme. Yeah. Um, what else? What else do we need to cover with this topic? Oh, my gosh. I think uh, one, one of the big parts uh, or one of the best examples, I think, of grieving that we've seen in Star Wars, um, like sort of like a longing, painful grieving. It came out this year in Kenobi with mm. Kenobi hoping that Qui-Gon's force ghost will come to him and share some wisdom, some guidance, some direction Yeah, in, in a really dark chapter in his life. And what we see through a lot of that series is him not getting it. Yeah. Him, him kind of crying out. And obviously the, the presence of his master of somebody who he really respected, admired and loved and cared about not being there. Yeah. And seeing the torment that it puts him through. Yeah. So I, I think that that was a key part of this whole story. And, and he he gets it in the end. Spoiler. Um, we get to see Qui-Gon's force ghost. Um, but <laughs> I like how you say spoiler after afterwards. You say <laughs> sorry. Um, we said spoilers at the top. Yeah, we did. We didn't we say did. of what. We just did. all. Yeah, all the stuff. In, in general. You've had spoilers. Six <laughs> yeah, you've had a few months. But um, I but I, I hate to spoil it for anybody. Um. But I, I thought that, you know, in modern Star Wars, so going back to the very beginning, there there is death, there is grieving, there are funeral rites and so on. It continues to be a part of the way they tell the story. They're making mm-hmm. new stuff and they're making mourning, death, grieving, funerals. Like, it's all a part of it. Andor had the craziest, biggest funeral. Oh my gosh, how have we not talked about that yet? Of, of any piece of Star Wars media yet, I think. I mean, they had a lot of, uh, theirs were really cool and very like, personal like you were cremated yeah there's a lot of cremation happening and then your your ashes were put into the brick yeah and you came a building block of the town so you, like you endured and and you had your your name that was written on it your uh your birth date and, and that just kind of regular tombstone um, by the way i'm going to think about that every time i go to a phillies game because when they open the park you could buy bricks around and people just wrote their names on the bricks okay and i'm going to think about ferrick's funerals and funeral bricks, cremation bricks. <laughs> You're gonna just be like, "Whose brick is that?" And, and I'm gonna be like, "Is that him? Is that the guy? <laughs> His name is written on the side of the brick." I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, that makes this place a little bit haunted. Yeah, uh, yeah. But just that concept, I thought was really cool for the whole city. You know, very, very cool concept. It's so cool that you get, yeah, like you said, you get to become a building block of the future of Ferrix. Yeah, and then add to that, like you, you also. I, I think I've mentioned this, like you deliver a speech, which I then say is like you delivering your own eulogy. Yep. Um, which is, it's like, what were, again, we talked about this. What would be those last words of wisdom that you would say if you were, if you didn't have to endure any of the consequences of what you said? And that's essentially what Marva does. She's like, tell she tells everyone to rebel. Yeah. Um, but even, even better than that was just the idea that um, the speech was intended to have the dead lift you up and she mentions mm-hmm. in her speech that how she was lifted up by the speeches of those who had passed before her um and so it's kind of viewed as this as this way of um you know making sure that you're you don't your death doesn't bring people down and, and that's what kind of mourning and processing some of those deep emotions does it can bring you down it can you know and colloquial terms like hold you down and hold you back from from progressing um and if, if there's anything that they would want is for you to you know get over that feeling it's sooner. an active service it's serving those that that have to live with yeah. your passing yeah um and how beautiful of an idea that is yeah it's it's very um it's very selfless 
It's yeah. A, you're, you're literally gone, but you're still doing something to serve the people you care about. Yeah, exactly. Huh. So I, I, I don't think there's any, maybe that's why we haven't talked about it yet. Because like, that's a good one to end on. <laughs> like, yeah. That was uh, such a great, um, uh, I don't know, a, a great depiction of how to process these really difficult emotions that we deal yep. with every day in life. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we've all lost someone. Like I've lost someone uh, in my family this year. Yeah. Um, we, we have to process these things. And, uh, you know, frankly, sometimes it's helpful to go through mediums like star Wars and see how they're processing and how they talk about it because it helps us to process them in our own lives sometimes. Absolutely. Um, so uh, it is a dark topic to be talking about. Happy new year. <laughs> Happy new year, everyone. Um, <laughs> But also, you know, when you take about take a step back and kind of realize how serious it is and how we've tried to make this a fun, light topic at the same time, but yeah. how serious it is, um, you know, there's a lot that we can learn from Star Wars on how to process such a difficult subject. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's a really nice note to end on. You don't have anything else you want to say? I, I <laughs> just I, I think that this is going to continue to be an important topic in Star Wars. It's been yeah. it's been a critical topic this long. And I agree. I think that you can look at it. And see something, even though it's a galaxy far, far away, you can see something very human in it and you can take some comfort from it and you can learn something from it. Um, whether that be about how you process your own grief or maybe how you would like to be honored someday. Yeah. Um, something that I came across, uh, in addition to some interesting cosplay when I, when I was researching this was if you, if you do stuff like Google star Wars death, like you find a lot of people who want to have star Wars themed funerals. Are you kidding? Nope. I'm not surprised, but like I didn't think of that. I didn't think of it either. Um, <laughs> so again, may, maybe you find something that helps you process having lost somebody, or maybe you're preparing to lose somebody, in which case our heart goes out to you either way. Um, but maybe maybe you find ways to kind of say like, well, this this is kind of, when I get to the end of my life, I want to be able to look back and say that I served in this way, or I help people or whatever. And I kind of want to, I know what I want people to say at my funeral or whatever. Yeah. Um, all these are healthy things. Processing feeling the feels and then, you know, planning for hopefully a very healthy, happy, long life that you can look back on, be proud on Yeah, all, all healthy things. But I think, I think we'll be seeing some more um, loss and tragedy in star Wars and how people cope because it's a core part of the story. As, as long as people like Kevin Scott and Charles soul and, you know, I'm the other, the other heartbreakers who all the other heartbreakers, any storyteller, Tony Gilroy now, yep. um, throw him in the mix. As long as they're in charge of storytelling in star Wars, yep. we're going to have to be dealing with this. Yes. Um, and, and frankly, again, like it is a really pivotal part of, of both the Jedi and the Sith. And we've talked about the Jedi and how, uh, you know, they believe, you know, you become one with the force and how, how magical that is, how, how rewarding that can be. Yeah. And the Sith are like, Pfft that doesn't sound great at all. I don't want any of that. Like, yeah. I just want to maximize this life, like yep. your attitudes towards it. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's important, I think to, to examine your attitudes towards death, even, you know, in, Agreed. in, in our lives. Right. Um, how do we, how do we process it? How do we think about it? And when we're, um, when the people are closer to us, like how do we make sure that we, we honor them, but also if it, if they're really close that we can, you know, get the time and to grieve as, as we need to. Yeah. Um, and turn it into something positive, kind of like the story I told earlier, as, as opposed to something that just weighs you down. So yeah. uh, there's a lot of great, we've covered them all, all the different ways that you can process them. And Star Wars has given us plenty of ways to process. So yeah. let's let's take the positive way. May, if the Yoda way is too hard for you, you, you can try maybe the, the Andor way. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, or the Ahsoka way, whichever or, one. Or the Indira Stokes way, whatever works. Yeah, the Indira Stokes. Yeah, yeah, all the examples we've covered yeah. today. Um, good topic. <laughs> what are we going to cover next time? <laughs> oh, gosh. We, we might have done these out of order, but next time we're going to talk about um, Life Day. No, <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, religion and faith practices in Star Wars. In so, Star Wars. In, in Star Wars. Um, and maybe maybe how it's kind of, uh, you know, bleeding over into life or, or how real life is represented in some of the storytelling or, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, maybe maybe we should have done like religion and faith before death. But <laughs> hey, we're winging it here. We're just we're just <laughs> we're, picking what sounds interesting as as, as we go through. This. Totally. Yeah. That's part of the fun. Um, um, you know, that means we're probably going to cover the guy that started the the religion, the actual Jedi religion, the actual Jedi yes. religion, right? <laughs> um, he lives by the code and uh-huh. um, it seems to be working well for him. So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've actually I, I listened to an interview with him. He's a British guy, right? I think, I think so. Yes. Um, I listened to an interview with him and he's uh, pretty content with his yes. his uh, belief system. Um and there's so, other people who are like, you realize you're basing your religion off of a movie, right? Th- th- this is, <laughs> I mean, this is the reason that George Lucas is like hiding from the public. <laughs> people have literally made a religion of his stories. Yeah. Right. Um, but it should uh, be interesting to cover. Yeah, it'll be interesting to cover. But so that that's that's on tap next time. But um, if you've made it this far, thank you. Um, we appreciate you. We appreciate you sticking around. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with us or follow us, uh, we are, uh, you can, you can find our podcast anywhere that podcasts are available. So Apple and, and, um, so if you don't like the one you're listening to it on right now, you can find it somewhere else. You could, you could, you could find it somewhere <laughs> else. Um, but we're also on the Broaxium YouTube channel. So our episodes are on Broaxium. Uh, but so are the quick shots that we do. Those are the comic book previews, the spoiler-free comic book previews that come out um, about a, a monthly cadence or so, all the Star Wars comics. Um, and then we're, we're on Twitter at Star Wars Podcast. We're on that cool new Hive app at Star Wars Podcast. We are on about that. Facebook. Yep, I kind of did two for a little bit. Um, <laughs> we're on Facebook. Uh, if, if you're really if you're really enjoying it, uh, you know, don't don't hesitate to leave a, a review. Um, click however many stars you think is appropriate. Leave us a sentence or two. It really makes our data here that people are enjoying it. And then if you just want to um, send us a, a, a message about what you'd like to see us cover or hear us talk about, or if you just want to debate something, or if you want to add to whatever we've been discussing, you can send us a message at the Podcast at gmail.com. I think you got them all. Okay. That sounds right. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, well, thank you again thank for you. being here, for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Um, happy 2023 yes. to all of you out happy there. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, hope 2022 ends well. The bon next année. Bon année. Good job. Good job. Thanks. You got the bon wrong, but good job. <laughs> bon année, everybody. <laughs> it wouldn't be French if I didn't pick on you a little I bit know. for getting something wrong on it. La Croix. Um, anyway, on that note, should I wrap up 2022 for us? I should? Okay. It's a wrap! I'm 2022!